0: my number one goal is to finish well with my wife and kids. So Anthony Flynn takes responsibility every single day. In spite of my background, dysfunctions, I've invested more money in counseling, therapy, coaching, et cetera, to be successful with my wife and kids than anything else. Because that's the number one thing that I said out of my mouth that matters to me. Welcome to One Next Step the most practical business podcast in the world. Helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Tricia Shortino and Lisa Ziveld.
1: Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay,
2: and I'm Lisa Ziva, the COO of Belay. Together, we're the team T and LZ. We've known each other since 2005 and have worked together for more than a decade, growing a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies list for six years running.
1: LZ and I have learned a lot along the way, and we've made some great friends and partners. For The One Next Step, we are cashing in some favors to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some pretty talented people. And we may have a thing or two to add ourselves. The One Next Step is here to help you on your leadership journey. Each week, we release a new episode answering your questions
2: about running an organization. We will always highlight one next step for you to take immediate action and include an activation guide that reinforces Just what you've heard today.
1: Today, we'll be talking about balancing your professional success and your personal happiness. And we'll be joined by Anthony Flint. He's the founder of Amazing CEO and the CEO of the Work Faith Connection. Anthony is talking with us on how to align your career with your life so it adds joy and fulfillment. We've all met people
2: and definitely heard stories of people who were the best in their field. They earned lots of money, they helped a lot of people, and maybe even received a lot of praise. But we later discovered that their personal life was in shambles, or perhaps they were burdened by depression. Every business leader listening to this podcast knows that there's a psychological price associated with being in charge. Inc. Magazine once referred to it as the, quote, downside of being up. Today, we're going to learn tips and strategies to make sure your success at work adds to, not subtracts from, your life.
1: Now, let's get started with today's listener question.
3: Hi, Trisha and Lisa. It is Jackie from Cincinnati, Ohio. So it's always been a dream of mine to start my own business. And um, so four years ago, I did, and things are going really well. We haven't grown as much as I'd hoped this year, but We're still doing a little better than we did last year. You know, considering everything that's happened in 2020, I'm definitely not complaining about a business that's growing during a global pandemic. Uh, My challenge right now is me, I guess. Uh, I envisioned enjoying my business and my life much more than I have been. I'm too busy to even consistently eat dinner with my family. And if it wasn't for COVID-19, I'd be traveling much more than I have. Ultimately, I want my business to facilitate a great life, not take away from it. I see plenty of other business owners enjoying the fruit of their labor, so what am I doing wrong? I don't want to go through the fifth year of business only making great money, but always counting down the days until my next vacation, you know? So, yeah, any tips or advice on how to both enjoy my business and my life, which would be great. I appreciate both of you. I love the podcast. Thanks. Hey, Jackie.
2: Thanks for your question. And well, welcome to entrepreneurship. Without the right kind of intentionality, it is super easy to let your passion to create a thriving business overshadow your personal life. Today's guest, executive coach
1: Anthony Flynn will help you calibrate your personal and professional life to match your goals. Through his work at Amazing CEO, Anthony has served leaders with Chick-fil-A, the National Football League, Morgan Stanley, FedEx, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He's also the co-author of The Happiness Map, Finding Fulfillment and Work in Life, and the author of The Execution Pipeline, a step-by-step guide to moving your business idea from dream to reality. We'll link to both of those books in the show notes so you can check them out. So now, enjoy our interview with Anthony Flynn. Welcome to the podcast, Anthony. We're so excited to have you today. Yes, welcome, welcome. It's an
0: absolute honor to see you both again and to be here with you today. I look forward to spending some quality time together.
1: Yes, it's going to be a great conversation. So we had the privilege of working with you a few years ago. We had you come in to Belay and spend a little time with our leadership team. And Here's what I remember from that time. Yeah. First of all, you have an amazing story, which I want to ask you to share a little bit about. And number two, man, do you exude passion? <laughs> Every word that comes yeah. out of your mouth, your energy, your vibe is so much positivity and passion. So I'm so excited you're here today. But before we get started about asking you some really great questions about balancing life and work and career and all those things, I would love if you would take a couple minutes and, and, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell our listeners about your story. You've had such a fascinating journey.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. And of course, it was a joy to spend that time at Belay with the team. You all have such a fascinating and incredible leadership team. And so it's no joke to me and no coincidence that you all have grown the way you've grown because you all represent uh, you know, some of the best talent and some of the greatest quality leadership I've ever seen. And so it's a privilege to have this opportunity to spend time with you. Thank you. Uh, I, Born to a teenage mother in poverty in Memphis, Tennessee uh, is, is where it all began for me. And I saw everything as a child growing up, gangs, crime, violence, et cetera, you name it. The turning point in my life was my stepfather got a job at our local utility company and my mom was a secretary who worked for a boss who was generous enough to allow us to move into a home in a community that was experiencing white flight. So otherwise, we wouldn't have even been able to afford to live in that community. Uh, But frankly, the community was on a downturn, and he was moving out. (laughs) And so he blessed us to be able to move in. And the zoning hadn't occurred yet or rezoning for school. So I was blessed to go to a middle school that opened my eyes up where families you know, moms were showing up at school, dads were coming to football practice. I had never seen anything like that before in my life. And so what that did for me, you all, is it created a sense of purpose Mm -hmm. for me. And and there were some driving forces in me along with mentorship that propelled and accelerated my life. And so I, I tell that part of the story because I think it's important to highlight that I made it out the hood, if you will. A lot of my friends, they didn't make it out. They're locked up. They're on drugs. Uh, They're dead, literally. I mean, some of my closest friends. And so I was blessed to have a different environment and mentors in my life who helped to shift the story and the trajectory of my life. I went away to college on a full football scholarship actually had a crazy story, had a roommate selling cocaine out of our room. He got locked up, he did 16 years of federal time. And so a lot of chaos happened. Mm. Uh, And even in my college, I mean, just this repeated pattern, right, of seeing people who came from backgrounds like mine, they weren't able to shake the the generational cycles and curses. Mm -hmm. I was blessed to be able to do so. So to fast forward, I'm 24 years old, I've got the dream job, I graduated student of the year, my major, I was intern of the year for a top tier internship program and I was in a dream job, 24 years old, youngest person in the country in my role, four state responsibility. My boss was in the Twin Cities uh, of Minnesota and, uh, and, and I had the world. And then I realized that something was missing. So mm. externally, I had it all, if you will. And I had a trajectory to be a corporate executive, C-suite executive. But on the inside, I was broken. I was hurting. And so mm. I walked away from it all. To the surprise of everyone around me took $25,000 a year and no benefits to become a youth outreach worker at a startup church. And that led to my mission for the last 20 years Mm -hmm. of looking for creative ways to contribute to society by lifting other people up who come from similarly broken backgrounds as own.
1: Yeah. So I guess kind of, you know, spending your, your life growing up, watching people struggle to, to get on the right path really has been your compelling vision or your why to take the path that you've taken i'm it, it's an honor honestly I, you know to have this time with you and for you to share their story because uh, so many people don't make it out like you said
0: mm-hmm. it's so true
1: and that
2: you were able what a gift right um, I know that that we both share a very deep faith um, and that really that you were given this gift to see that ultimate success was not going to bring you long-term joy. Absolutely. And so what a gift at 24 when so many people are sitting here at 54, first learning that and they're sitting in a C-suite position that you thought you always wanted, but would leave you hollow in the end.
0: Absolutely. You you hit it on the head. It was indeed a gift and you're square on. A lot of my clients are in their 60s and they're still trying to figure out, oh my gosh, like I thought... Life was all about success, climbing the corporate ladder, building a big company, but I'm miserable on the inside. And so you're right. It was a total gift and a privilege for me to, to see that at a young age.
1: Yes. Wow. Love it. So, so it's a perfect segue into our first question as we um, start talking to you today. So you've seen it all. And so it, it does beg the question, why Why do you think so many business owners and executives achieve this great professional success yet find themselves unhappy in their personal lives or out of balance and successful, but not satisfied.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, a couple of things, one, I'll say this, I think their self-esteem is in the wrong place. And so Mm -hmm. I like to tell people, put your self-esteem in your work ethic and not the end result. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and the reason that's relevant is because what happens is if your self esteem is tied to results, right? So what many people will map out business results as an example, especially entrepreneurs. And if their self esteem is tied to those results, when things don't pan out exactly like they anticipated or desired, guess what? Right. It consumes them emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. They're spending all their time and energy trying to get to the result they wrote down on paper and not making room for ambiguity and then ultimately not making emotional, psychological and spiritual space for the things and the people that matter the most. So their self-esteem is in the wrong place. And so I don't lose sleep at night as long as I've worked my butt off during the day, even if I don't hit certain goals or metrics for the day. Frankly, if I can lay down and say, did you give it all you had to give? Now, I'm not saying just live, you know, freely and not have goals, not have metrics. Mm -hmm. But Anthony, did you exhaust yourself today giving it all you had to give? If you did that during the hours you said you were committed to working, you should be pleased. Now, get your butt up from your desk and do the same thing with your wife and with your children and with the other elements of your life that you say actually Mm -hmm. matter to you. And that's the second point, right? Like people will say certain things matter to them but their behavioral patterns don't line up with the things they say that actually matter to them. Right.
1: The effort. It's easy to put effort into work, and most people don't consider or tie effort into relationships, being a parent, being a good spouse.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and if you think about the emotional, it takes a lot more emotional strength in, in a lot of cases, right? Like if you, and I say this respectfully, if you're a coder, as an example, mm-hmm. and again, I say this respectfully, your metrics could be tied to pure logic and to pure numerical results. When you get home, there's a lot of moving parts yeah. <laughs> with managing a daughter <laughs> or managing a son. Or just the emotional weight, and so the willingness to put the work in. And you hit it on the head, mm-hmm. Trisha. The, the willingness to put the work in emotionally, psychologically, spiritually to develop at the same level of intensity mm-hmm. as we do for the methodologies, the logic, the reasoning side of who we are—I think that's critical. And so, to me, a lot of people aren't hitting the mark at home for that very reason.
2: Where do you think it all kind of goes wrong, right? I mean, you said in the beginning that you know you had seen your dad and probably the gentleman that he was working for being very successful, and I think that in our culture today, we really view success is that big fat paycheck. View it really one-dimensional you know, that that it just comes out. Success means you made a lot of money and you have that great home or you have that title. When you're taking a look at the people that you're coaching, the ones that get it right, that are just coming to you maybe for some small tweaks here and there, what do you think is different about them in their journey or their goal setting? That it's, you know, because again, you're telling them, hey, it has to be multidimensional. But I feel like probably 98% of people who look at goals and who look at success are looking at it in the wrong way.
0: Yeah. So think about this and I'll use kind of a, I'll walk you through a series. So think about a child that's born in a household. When they're born, there are rules that govern their life in their household. And then they go to kindergarten and then elementary school has a structure that governs their life. And then middle school, then high school, then college, then the workforce. A lot of people haven't learned to think for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So they have institutionalized minds. And so they're accustomed to the world around them defining success. Those who I experience who are accomplishing it all, mm-hmm. if you were meaning fulfillment and life outside of work. Again, you all, I'm simple. They're just simply courageous enough to go with what what they feel like, wait a minute, Hitting the numbers doesn't feel complete to me. Something is missing in my life. Let me go get help to figure out what else is missing in my life. And once they discover what's missing, they actually go after it. Right. Whereas a lot of people will discover what's missing, but because of their institutionalized thinking, they'll still go with the institutional way of doing life, yes. right? And, yes. and it's just a matter of having the courage. So me at 24, in full transparency, my mom and stepfather told me, Literally, they said verbatim that I was stupid for making the decision. I I hate to, I mean, I'm just, you know. (laughs) Real life is
1: real life. Yeah, 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 you know, and
0: and don't get me wrong. My mom and I have had some conversations around that, you know, some healing around Mm -hmm. that. But, you know, understand I come from a mom who was a teenage mother. So in her mind, why on earth, you're stupid for leaving corporate America to actually go after A ministry dream, you're 25 grand, but I saw the Mm. long term, the long game Mm -hmm. of, I refuse to spend my life not building people up. I'm wired and I'm Mm. built to edify people and to contribute to the kingdom of God while also earning a decent living and being able to be a blessing to my family. Yes. If the equation I'm in now isn't giving me that, why stay in the equation?
1: Yes. Well, and I think it's, I think to your point, Anthony, it's its about, you know, what your definition of success is. Mm-hmm. So your definition of success was not an executive title and how much money you were going to make. Your definition of success was about what you were going to give to people and how you were going to lead people to a better life. So um, achieving that is your success. And I think that's part of what gets people sideways is that their definition of what success means at the end of the day isn't actually bringing them happiness. You,
0: you, you know, you bring up a great point. If you if you ask me, well, you didn't ask me, but I'll tell you, if
1: anyone
2: asked me, <laughs> Please, you know, tell I, me. I, I'll say,
0: people say, you know, your definition of success, it really is to finish well with my wife and kids. Yes. It, mm. Okay, now watch this we all know marriage isn't easy, right? I mean, it's it's not, it's not you know, so p- there's been plenty of points of pain and disruption in our marriage. But my number one goal is to finish well with my wife and kids. So Anthony Flynn takes responsibility every single day. Mm-hmm. In spite of my background, dysfunctions, et cetera, I've invested more money in counseling, therapy, coaching, mm-hmm. et cetera, to be successful with my wife and kids than anything else, because that's the number one thing that I said out of my mouth and that I believe in my heart that matters to me. Right. And here's, what's powerful. Here's what's most powerful. If you ask my wife, she would tell you she appreciates the energy I put into family, right? Mm-hmm. Like even though it hasn't been always an easy road, cause we both come from very dysfunctional backgrounds, yeah. but we are truly at a better place than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say that. But most importantly, my wife would say, Anthony, the, the energy you put into preserving our family and being a husband and a father, even though I missed the mark at times, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. she knows that that is my number one goal.
1: I love that.
2: And
0: so it lines up.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact, and, and this is what was a big game changer for my husband and I, when you talk about finding and really determining what that goal is and not being institutionalized is when we sat down and we said, at the end of our life, what do we want it to be? You know, you'll talk to your financial planners and they'll tell you, oh, you know, you have to have all this money in the bank or you have to do this. And we literally sat down and said, but no, no, not listening to other people. What is important to us? Like there's going to be people who will disagree with what we want to do as a family. But then, that every time we go to make a decision now, we have that piece of paper that says, Hey, two years ago, we sat down and we said, This is how we want to finish. Is that in line with who we are as individuals, what our faith tells us, mm-hmm. you know, what we want? And it makes the biggest difference because then we don't have those outside voices mm-hmm. who are leading us down a direction and a path that we'll wake up and say, How did we end up
0: here? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Beautifully put. That.
1: You co authored a new book, The Happiness Map, with Dr. Emily Schuper, mm-hmm. And you talk about how people find fulfillment in work and life. Yep. And we know you also speak about this four by four happiness model. So, yep. would you mind introducing to us and our leaders the happiness model?
0: Sure. So, essentially, and I wish we had the matrix up so I could explain it, <laughs> and uh, I'll make sure you guys get a copy of it so that. You know, if people want to reach out to you. To people it, can see it. Yeah, you awesome. can actually yes, see it. we'll but, give it to them. But, but Emily and I, uh, as you mentioned, Dr. Emily Schubert, you know, who's now Dr. Emily Farrar, by the way. So it's a powerful, if somebody oh. reads the book, they'll really appreciate the fact that she's gotten married since writing the book. And that's mm-hmm. major because it's her singleness was a huge part of the book. So it's a very powerful mm-hmm. story. But nonetheless, uh, we did a lot of research around what we believe are the coordinates that bring fulfillment to people. That essentially, if you get these four coordinates, if you get some health around these four coordinates, not to say they're the only coordinates, but these four coordinates really impact people. And that's family, financial, community, and physical, right? So the family aspect, just com- you know, community. Uh, we mentioned financial, a lot of people, hey, without money in their lives, it impacts you know a, a lot of people physical well-being, their health, their strength, Mm -hmm. their vitality, et cetera. And then of course, community, not just from the vantage point of having people around you, but also community from the vantage point of engagement Mm -hmm. in the community. So those are the four coordinates. Now, let me make sure I strategically say that at the center of that is purpose. So our philosophy is if you're selling widgets and you don't enjoy selling widgets, you still may experience a lack of fulfillment even though you may be hitting the mark in some of those other coordinates. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, yes.
0: Right? So so one of the first keys is finding purposeful work, if you will, in your life on a daily basis, and then looking through the lens of family, financial, community, and physical uh, aspects. And then now the next point is we have, so those are the coordinates. Mm -hmm. And then we also have what we call the fulfillment factors. The first thought is, okay, let's think about family. All right, where am I currently? So I'll have a destination in mind. I want to get to a certain place, my destination. Then i think about what my current location is. <clears throat> so here's my destination. Here's where I currently am. Then what's the reality or realization of what it's going to take to get from my location to my destination?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's destination, location, realization, and then finally, acceleration. So I have a destination, I know my current location, I've come to reality of what it's gonna take to get from point A to Mm -hmm. point B, and then now I need to accelerate, I need to do the work necessary to move forward in my family, in my finances, in community, in my physical health. And again, with purpose at the center of that. So I I know that sounds convoluted and complex. Again, if people see it, it would make sense for them.
2: And I love that you have the action step in there, right? Like it's not enough. Um, I'm sure we all have uh, friends or family members who want something. They want a different life. They want a different outcome, but they're not willing to put in the work to get there. And so I love that you're allowing people. You're you're helping people dream about what a future could look like, but at the same time, you're telling them they have to put their feet to the pavement and they have to be willing to work hard in order to make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah, because
1: you see so many people who have a dream, but they're also a victim. I can't control it. It's out of, mm-hmm. oh, well, I lost my job. You know, there's a lot of um, self-victimization instead of, to your point, acceleration. Yes. You know, where people take the roadblocks and, and let them be roadblocks mm-hmm. versus yep. kind of powering through those moments and saying, no, this is a challenge. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this roadblock and I'm going to accelerate to the other side. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just the confidence it takes for people to kind of get past those things and not let them stop them.
0: Yeah, well, I have a statement that I share with a lot of my clients when I'm speaking that speaks to that. So that gap between like reality of where you are versus the acceleration of where you want to be. And here's that statement. It's most people overestimate who they actually are, or where they actually are, at the expense of underestimating who they have the ability to become,
2: mm.
0: right? So, so in other words, you know, Instagram is famous these days, right? So I would rather look good on Instagram than actually do the work to be good in real life. Mm-hmm. I would rather look fit than actually do the work to be fit, right? And so Mm -hmm. By, by perspective, I'm, I'm publicly overestimating who I actually am because there's a benefit to that, right? Like the benefit is I get a hand clap. If I look a certain way to Mm -hmm. people on the outside, I'm benefiting from that. But when I look in the mirror at night, I'm miserable. And most people don't want to take the risk to be authentic with themselves and make the internal intrinsic adjustments to actually get the fulfillment they desire. Pleasing others carries more weight than pleasing themselves and getting fulfillment on the inside.
2: Totally. Yeah, I have this thing where i say that um, uh, it may sound a little harsh out there to our listeners, but I only get a certain amount of time to complain about something. And, and this goes to my family and friends, too. <laughs> if you are sitting there complaining about that you have a bad marriage, guess what? Either change it or get out of it. Don't sit there and tell me you don't like your job, either change, you know, do something where you're at to make it positive or find another job, you know, and it goes through everything in life. I've got, you know, people I know, oh my gosh, I wish I was more fit. Okay, well then either don't complain about it anymore or go out there and start exercising. But people allow themselves to live in misery. They do it to themselves because they're afraid of the change and they're afraid mm-hmm. of what you just said, that the world will view them differently. So they would rather have this Instagram perfect you know, persona than actually do the hard That's work. True. But I can't stand people who will sit there for years Years complaining about something, but never want to do mm-hmm. anything about it.
0: You, one of the best marks of fulfillment is the ability to be able to be authentic with yourself and others. Like, yes. I, as you heard me talk about marriage, hey, hey, mm-hmm. my marriage hasn't been easy. Mm-hmm. I was born to a teenage mom in poverty. Mm-hmm. Mom eventually got married. Mm-hmm. And then there was a war in my household with her and my stepfather. I mean, so I, I saw a lot of dysfunction growing up. Mm-hmm. I will talk about that to the world. Why? Because I want to fix it, yeah. <laughs> right? I want to hel- have a healthy marriage. I want to be a healthy dad. And so I've been able to break the curse and the cycle in my family, ladies, because I've been able to be public and authentic yeah. about my, my brokenness and my sickness as a human being right. so that I could get help and so that I could be effective with my, my wife and my kids, right? And so thank you for saying that to your point, right? Fix it. You know, th- th- yes. be honest about it and go get help for it and fix it versus trying to hide behind it. Because we see it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and history does not have to be the predictor of your future. Absolutely. History is a lesson. It's a lesson. You learn something, take the lesson, and, and you still get to shape your future.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I love that. You know, we talk a lot about being an authentic leader and
2: so for those who are out there listening right now, it's okay, even if you're you know, leading an organization to say, I don't have all this figured out, or, hey, I'm sorry for the way I showed up in that meeting right? Like being authentic is that key to happiness. So Anthony, we strive to be the most practical business podcast in the world. And so taking a look at that happiness map, I know there's a lot of information there and the book is phenomenal. But if there was one thing, one piece of practical advice that someone could walk away with today to start that journey to being a multifaceted leader that has joy and happiness in their life, what is one thing they might be able to do?
0: Yes. I would say, and by the way, this isn't a self-endorsement because I coach a lot of CEOs and key executives, Yeah. but the point is you need to get a coach. You need to get mm. an accountability partner. You need to get, and here's my, here's the point. If you, ladies, if you think about it, and this is true for you too, I mean, mm-hmm. you're where you are because one, you're both willing to be honest with who you are and along your journey, you've been willing to engage, support, and help Yes. like to continue to go mm-hmm. to the next level. That's really all I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is a lot of my clients are literally the best in the world at, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. and I like to tell people, find me the best neurosurgeon you've ever found. I mean, literally go pick them, pick one. He or she cannot do neurosurgery on themselves. <laughs> They're gonna need to find another neurosurgeon to operate yeah. on themselves. Mm-hmm. So you can actually be the best in the world at something mm-hmm. and still benefit from the support of someone else who's great at something, Yeah. right? right. And, and, and so stop trying to operate on yourself. What you've been doing mm-hmm. isn't working. <laughs> it's not giving you the <laughs> results you want. It doesn't mean you're not capable of getting those results. Right. It simply means you're not getting the results you want. So- be willing to practically step out and get support, objective support with someone who has an expertise that can guide you toward the path and the trajectory you desire for success. Simple, don't don't complicate it, it's not rocket science.
2: (laughs) I love that. And I think that every part of your story and your journey has really pointed to the fact that you had a coach in one form or fashion that was guiding you along the way. And so, um, yes. Anthony, this has been phenomenal. I Once again, Trisha, you just hit the nail on the head. More passion, more enthusiasm. So much passion. I mean, gosh, Love Anthony, it. I am like jazzed up for the day now. So I just need to spend more time with you, I think.
0: (laughs) Looking forward to it.
2: Yes, yes. Thank you so much for sharing with our listeners and just helping them understand that they don't have to be singularly focused and miss out on the beautiful things in life. So thank you again for joining us.
0: My absolute honor. Thank you, ladies, for having me. And I do look forward to spending some more time with you both.
2: about energy on today's message wow anthony just brings so much passion i just love talking with him so trisha what was your takeaway? It was so much
1: goodness. (laughs) I know. It's kind of really hard to have one takeaway because I felt like he hit on so many poignant things Mm -hmm. that I I was feverishly taking notes and kind of really reconciling everything he was saying. I Mm -hmm. I actually really love that he created a model for this. This is his four by four model. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for our listeners to kind of see and read this book of his, but really that he put Action and acceleration into the model. Right. Um, kind of like we talked about, right? Like mm-hmm. hitting that roadblock and pushing through anyway is, is that how do you really find happiness on the other side of all the things that try and stop you all along the way? I'm a, I'm a big fan of using those things as challenges mm-hmm. and not as deterrents to continue down the path. So I love how he talked about that and really kind of just created a book and a model around how to have happiness and how to push through those things. Yeah. How about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's fascinating that at the age of 24, right, that he figured out that what society had told him is success was not his idea of success. I think that's really important to note. And I I said to you kind of during our break here that um, I was just having that conversation with my college age son that so often we're institutionalized in viewing success through one singular lens. And with social media out there today, it's so easy for us to focus on, I need a big fat title i need a big fat paycheck i need that big house mm-hmm. and as entrepreneurs and executives we can get wrapped up in that too but really taking inventory about what brings you joy and what your idea of success is so that way you can live a very fulfilled life at the end of your time right you don't want to sit there and say, wow, look at all of this I have, and be empty. Yes. And so to be given the gift at an early age, and for us to get that gift now, I mean, we're still young. Uh, but to, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we're so, we're so young.
2: young, so young. <laughs> to be given that gift now to focus on having a very full life with lots of joy, mm-hmm. I think, was just really, really good stuff. Giving permission to people to view success differently. It's really good stuff. Yeah,
1: and not have to do what you think is the standard expectation, right? Right. Graduate high school, go to a four-year university, go get a job. Like sometimes the path looks different for different people. And Mm -hmm. to your point, I'm having those similar conversations with my senior in high school is that the path ahead of her is her own path, right? What is going to make her happy? It might not be following the protocol that people have laid in front of her. It'll be defining what is going to make her happy in the long term and her following that path. So I, I love how it's relative to business, life, children, young children. Yes. It's, it's just such a great message overall. Yeah, well, I think that's what we're trying to accomplish here
2: with the One Next Step, right? We're, we're trying to say that you can be a great leader in all aspects of your life. Amen. Now it's time for the One Next Step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is to download the Activation Guide, which is the ebook edition of the Happiness Map, Finding Fulfillment in Life and Work, written by our guest, Anthony Flynn, and licensed therapist, Dr. Emily Schubert. Research reveals that happiness is an elusive thing, but it doesn't have to be. Your work and life can truly be meaningful and fulfilling. In the Happiness Map, you'll learn that 4x4 happiness model that Anthony talked about based on research case studies and the author's real life stories. If you want an actionable, proven plan for finding fulfillment in work and life, definitely download this resource today.
1: Oh, I can't wait to download it myself. So to download it now, text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. When you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which will include key quotes and takeaways and links to resources from the episode. So
2: text the phrase one next step" to 31996 or visit 1nextsteppodcast.com.
1: And we love answering your questions, so please submit your business questions so one of us or a future guest can answer it during an upcoming episode.
2: Our challenge to you is this, download the guide and then give yourself the next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your next step. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time.
1: Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. So start by making today count.
0: Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit OneNextStepPodcast.com.